Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about NBA playoffs game five. Uh, we're going to talk about it all coming up on today's show. All right, so first we're going to talk about Chris Paul and his COVID. Now, obviously, the Suns are the only team done for done for now, So, because obviously all the other teams are either in game sixes and sevens. So I'm just going to do a little bit, little segment on Chris Paul because I'm not just going to cut the Suns out completely. Obviously, getting put into COVID protocols the other day, is it, is it, is it a 10-day or 14-day absence? But, but he is indefinitely out for game one and very possibly game two as well. He received his vaccine back in February, which then makes it really kind of rare for him to get it. But for all for all we know, it could have only been his first dose. So so it, it it's not the first dose is effective, but not as effective as if he got fully fully vaccinated. But but now for the team, I have really been very very high on Chris Paul this whole season, and especially into the playoffs because it is just, it's it's just been proven when he missed those couple of games for injury where he didn't play the whole really full minutes. They they saw them down fall down two one to the Lakers, and without Chris Paul playing those full minutes, then he comes back and they've won seven in a playoff games in a row, and. And it's just it's without him there, it's 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 harder for them to get it done. They still can get it done, but it's harder for them to get it done. But but now it'll all come down to when will he be back? Will he be back after game one, after game two? I believe if they play if they play the Clippers, they will play at home first because they will have the higher seed. Um, but if they play the one seeded Jazz, they'll play in Utah first. If they go up against either of these teams, I kind of I find it kind of hard to to beat them game one or two if they don't have Chris Paul those first couple of games, especially if they're not playing in Phoenix and it's really just especially playing the Jazz because now, now in my opinion, the best bet for the Suns would to be to play the Jazz. Now, now hear me out. Now, I think that the Jazz obviously being the one seed or one of the best teams in the league, but if they play game one and two in Utah, those two games will already be very, very tough to win with or without Chris Paul. And in this, this, couple of games just makes it harder so so it would be it would be better because if he misses game one and two and because they're gonna they're gonna need no matter who they play they're gonna need to win their home games because if they don't win their home games then especially if they were to play the Clippers because if they went down 0-2 in the series and or and 0-2 or if they played the Jazz and lost those couple of games in Utah but then they come come back to Phoenix and they lose and they lose go down 1-3 it's it's it, it could be done for the Suns did that just rhyme um but but see that's why I think that it would be their best bet to play Utah first but it's just it's so hard for a young team like this to play without their veteran Really, very, very good guard. Can create his own shots. Uh, dish out the rock, obviously, averaging nine assists a game. But that's my little bit on Chris Paul. But now the first game game that we're going to talk, talk about is the Bucks versus Nets. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet at what, like 9.15, 9.20 now. I, I still have a bedtime. I'm no adult. But but it, anyways, it's 59.43 bucks heading into the half. And I'm like, Wow. Giannis said coming back to Brooklyn, uh, he and his guys would try to take one here because it, it would be huge, and I agree with them because they win one here, and they're up 3-2, and even if they lose the next game, they have game seven at home. Um, and now it looks like they might get this dub, but 
but not if 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 it's not for KD. It was a talk for a couple of days, but will KD be able to carry the Nets without fully healthy James Harden or Kyrie? KD ends up with 49, 17, and 10. And to throw it out there, you know why 48 is a big number? Because he played all 48 minutes of this contest. Uh, and it may have been a roll. It may have been a roll of it, of the dice because if they were to fall here and KD was tired, but we don't even need to talk about that because they, he pulled them back. Also, with the talk surrounding whether he can carry the load on his own, he has really some really great pieces for him. But not to mention, he didn't necessarily have them because the Nets had Joe Harris shooting two of eleven, who guy a guy who's one of the top uh, three point shooters percent shooters in the league and Bruce Brown was just one of five not to mention Harden playing on what was obviously not full strength but other than that we can't really leave out Jeff Green's very quality minutes off the bench seven of eight from the three-point line that is massive even with Durant going off you can't literally do it all himself and Jeff Green was kind of like that right hand man that other night uh the Nets take game five uh, 114, 108 in Brooklyn. All right, now, so the, the Hawks in the 76ers game five. Now, the first thing I want to talk about in this series is what was going on with the Sixers in the second half. So we're going to, it's, it in the second half, Ben Simmons shot four of 14 from the, well, not just in the second half. In the whole game, Ben Simmons shot four of 14 from the free throw line. Four of 14. So you're basically saying that they are losing 10 free points. It's called the charity stripe for a reason. He's Now, he doesn't necessarily have to be labeled as, oh, he's going to be a great – he's obviously a point guard, but he's never going to need to be labeled as, oh, Ben Simmons is a great shooter, or Ben Simmons is going to be known as – or not known as anything really, but like a really good jumper guy. Like he can shoot. But you got to at least – make free throws that's that's one of the first things that in my that's one of the first things I've been taught uh you gotta you gotta be a decent free throw shooter and four of 14 is not gonna get that done that is 28 percent and and now in the second half only Joel Embiid and Seth Curry made a shot in the second half and obviously not to mention that they blew that 26-point lead. And their defense really just has been complete trash. Uh, and they could definitely easily be up 3-1 and have blown two of these games. Um, and this team has not looked good a lot of times and definitely not looking like a one seed. And it's been sloppy. And the Hawks have been doing a really, really good job of taking advantage of that. It almost seems like that they that the Sixers team just loses confidence and they let it show and they just almost stop trying completely, and and then they and then the Hawks are just going to take advantage of that. Um, come back from twenty six points down and move over to the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young had to say, uh, "I was just showing love to the Atlanta fans that showed up, and we're going to need them to show show up Friday for us." Um, and and you. And Nate McMillan had to say, we knew what we had to do. We had to do it in a hurry and no quit. Um, and it, he also said, if you don't believe, you got to believe now because obviously the Hawks are up three to two. Um, three to two now, obviously. It almost seems like that this series series is turning a little bit into like, so it's it's like that Miami Heat series the other year in the bubble when, when they, the Heat were the five seed.
Um, same with the where the Hawks, the four seed. Yeah, I think they're the four seed. Um, but but still, they they are coming in. Um, no one ever expected the Hawks to to win, beat the Knicks so easily, unless you're a Hawks fan. Um, and and no one really expected them to have this chance to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, even. And and that's what it was because like last year when the Miami Heat beat the Pacers in a sweep, now that wasn't the most surprising thing in the world. But then when they beat the Bucks four to one, that's that's when it was a little bit different. And that that seems what it could be a little bit similar here happening for the Hawks. Um, and Trey Young though just with thirty nine points, seven assists, with only two turnovers, and just the poor poor. Uh, shooting by most of of this Atlanta Hawks team have, was really what what Atlanta Hawks. I mean, the Sixers. The Sixers team is really what made the difference in that second half and and allowed the Hawks to come back and grab this this W. So the third and final game, uh, fourth and well, th- well, yeah, third and final game, fourth and final thing we're talking about. Obviously, Clippers and Jazz. This is the NBA playoffs episode. I'm not just gonna leave a team out. Obviously, why do I? I don't need to say that. But the Jazz and the Clippers. The Clippers now have won three in a row in this series. Also, having come back from 2-0 and 3-2 against the Mavericks, along with it, no, and no more playoff Pete is now Pfizer Pete. Now he's been playing extremely good basketball in the playoffs, especially in this game where he needed it. No Leonard in this one due to an injury, I believe. Now, coming into this game. Game five, no, I was thinking, no way the Clippers win one without Leonard. Uh, indefinitely when they're not at home. But but they, they got it done, and it allows other players to step up. Uh, Reggie Jackson with 22. Now, there are spans where Reggie Jackson gets a 30-point game and then a four-point game. But I also said, he. I said it before, he knows when to step up. And at, and knows at the right times. And this was a good example when they needed other guys because he knew, because uh, Paul George, Paul George is not going to be able to do it all himself. It's similar to to how uh, Jeff Green was able to step up against the Nets uh, or help out because it's the same thing. We know how good Kevin Durant is, but he's not going to be able to literally do it all by himself. And and he's always going to need that right hand guy in a game where. He's, there's one of the stars is injured to help him get the production, and he's not doing it all by himself. And and it was Marcus Moore or Morris, and it is Marcus Morris. There's like three Morrises in the NBA, um, but no, 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 no. I'm not throwing any shade at all. It's it's just I, I'm just doing this straight from me. I'm not necessarily looking anything up. I'm just. But anyways, um, and they know when to step up at the right time and when their stars need help. And Morris is 25, Reggie Jackson's 22, and obviously Pfizer P having himself a great, great game. And this was a, and this was definitely, in my opinion, probably a good confidence booster for the Clippers because if they are able to be a very good Jazz team without Kawhi Leonard, um, uh, who knows how good they'll be if if they move on in these playoffs with. Kawhi Leonard, uh, they they'll give they'll give uh, the, the Suns some trouble, and and if the Suns are without Chris Paul those first couple of games, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very good road for the Clippers should they move on.
now another another takeaway from this game is the 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 Clippers did a very good job of holding uh Donovan Mitchell out a, a bit. Now obviously he's one of those players you're never going to be able to stop completely, but you're going to be able to you're going to have to try to slow him down to hopefully hopefully uh um give you a better chance to win the game. In game 1 against the Clippers, he scored 45 points. In game 2 against the Clippers, it was 37 points. In game 3 it was 30 points and in game 4 it was 37 points. In this game, they dropped him down to 21 points, which, which now it's still a solid game. But, but if if you if you're the Clippers, that's something that you like to see because because if you're you're holding him out a little bit, obviously never going to be able to contain him completely. But you you hold him out as best you can, along with with being able to win games without someone like Kawhi Leonard it's it's going to it can really help you go a long long way in the playoffs couple of other stats from this game now Paul George had 37 points 16 rebounds um both teams shot the basketball pretty well uh both so the Jazz shot 45% and to the Clippers 52% I think another thing from these last few games that they have lost, their defense just hasn't been nearly as good um, these last few games that they have lost, and and it's really taken a toll. And just I, the Clippers have done a good job improving their defense, while the Jazz have seemed to be slacking a little bit on on the defensive end, uh, and that that's another difference for this game. But but. Uh, the Clippers shot 40% from three to the Jazz's 37%, and both had 14 turnovers. Uh, Clippers led in rebounding 39-36. to 36. Anyways, that's all for me. Uh, I'm Preston Green. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fast Break Sports, and I'll talk to you next time on the show. Also, don't forget, if you want to, any suggestions, any comments, anything you want to ask me or talk to me about, uh, about the podcast, you can send me a voice message and I'm always open to those. Uh, talk to you next, but I'll talk to you next time on Fast Break Sports.